what is the backstory about sitting around drawing butts and then naming your company Backside Press? Well, the butts kind of came, I would say, kind of after. I mean, I was Backside Press kind of came from skateboarding, you know, skateboarding, and then plus, you know, being a screen printer, you're always on the backside of the industry of, of, of everything, um, and that's what I kind of learned from being in, in this in this world. Is you know, like that's how I got to meet Aaron Draplin. That's how I got to meet uh, Shepard Ferry and a lot of my idols was just. You know, pulling screens, which it, it sounds so, you know, you know, blue collar or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, I basically made a name for myself by just hustling. And, and I've worked through Danger Press. I worked through Mama Sauce. I worked through Henry & Co. You, Henry & Co. Yeah, you, you're a Henry & Co. vet. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're, uh, they're still great to me. I, I would use them for anything that I would need locally. So the butts just kind of became like a thing and now you you just draw butts all day yeah i mean it was just i drew a couple and they were funny and i don't draw them all day but yeah sometimes i'll throw them in there and then whose uh, idea was it to like turn that into like a logo of a toilet paper roll and then (laughs) and then and then like printing your boxes with like a guy sitting there taking a dump what's what's all this (laughs) that's all just playing around with with my friends man um i'm I'm good friends with matt lunig and uh he he just came up with that image i I told him that i was a huge fan of of r crumb you know and and just oh it looks just like that yeah exactly and and so just to take you know my humor my like kind of you know witty humor and run with it like that and do that and then methane did the same thing i mean they basically did an illustration for me that was a upside down butt that was farting out my name you know like a heart (laughs) you know i'm sorry a heart that was farting out your name you know so man yeah, I don't know. I just I wanted when I when I started this brand. I mean, everyone seems to be so serious about everything, and I'm really serious. Don't get me wrong; I'm very serious about printing. And when I get your work on press and anyone's work on press, you know, obviously I I really I, I take attention to detail. But um, you know, with my brand, I just kind of wanted it to be free and open because I wanted it to be fun like that. Hello, hello. Welcome to Way Down South Radio. I'm Larry Luke. On this episode, I'm joined by Brandon McDonald, the owner of Backside Press in Avondale. If you need a quality silkscreen poster done, he is your man. I would I would highly recommend him as the best in Atlanta. That's <laughs> wow. probably a big compliment for you to take, but yeah, it's yeah. true. Well, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it for sure, man. Um, yeah, there's 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 other folks out there that that are killing it too, but I would say for anyone listening, you need something printed, Brandon's your guy, right? He'll work with you. I think that that's why I enjoy working with you actually is cuz I'll bring you something weird and you'll find a way to get it done. Yeah, well I always I love the challenge. I always love the challenge, man. I re- I really do. That that's that's the best part of my job is making something come from screen and make it happen in reality, you know. What are some interesting jobs you've done lately? Man, that that might be like a little different than just a straight four color print or something. Well, with, with everything going on right now, I mean, things have been really, really changing for me because, I mean, you know, look, looking back at you know, even two years ago, I was doing gig posters all the time. Uh, now, now I find myself doing more, you know, off off end jobs. Um, uh, the ones that that kind of 
fallen into lately have been doing more like kind of sign branding jobs. I've been helping uh, switch yards get the curb cut up and going. Um, oh, so that's not even like silk screen posters and stuff. No, that's not, like not actual, at all. Like three D signage and things like that. Well, things like printing on umbrellas, you know, um, things like kind of you know being using silk screen is more of like a, a versatile medium versus just making something that can be sold in the end. Um, hmm, that's thinking outside the box. Totally, and, and you have to. Uh, that's why you. Know, that's actually you know. Part of the reason we've been hanging out so much recently is because of something that I kind of came up with with this whole COVID situation was that uh, the BS editions where yeah, I was working with local artists to make prints. And we would turn around and sell them and then give back to, to nonprofits. And so, of course, you, you did one with me and did really well. We actually did, what, four? We Yeah, we ended up first run of two prints and then we turned around and did another run of two more prints it's been going really well and it did, did amazing i mean both of them sold out in honestly less than a day yeah that's that's pretty cool <laughs> that's pretty it's, hard. i would say i would say that would be one of my highlights of 2020 is, i mean that that's a that's beyond i mean that's like that's a that's a mondo drop you know in the in the poster realm that's definitely a a, a very sought after sold out in a few hours kind of thing you know yeah, I, I can't say that I've ever done that before. So that was definitely a cool thing. And then to be able to donate the money totally, uh, to, totally. to to like uh, good causes, especially in, in, in the time of the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, yeah, with the Atlanta pandemic. Solidarity Fund. Yeah, so I felt, I felt really good. good about doing that. Yeah, it felt good on um, both sides, on both sides. I was going to ask you that. That was actually one of my questions uh, on the on the ones before. What what made you go with uh, like Safe House Atlanta? That that to me that was kind of a I don't know. That kind of seemed like kind of came out of nowhere. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, originally you came to me and said, "Hey, let's do this project. We'll make some money, and then we'll donate some uh, percentage of the proceeds." And I was like, "That's cool." And you're like, "Think of some someone to donate to." And I went home like not sure where I want wanted to donate it to. Um, so I was thinking, and then it dawned on me that I had played in a golf tournament that Safe House Outreach had hosted mm-hmm. uh, a couple years in a row. Um, they do this annual golf tournament like for donors at Eastlake. And I wow. remember the amazing experience of being able to play at Eastlake twice. <laughs> I would say so, man. I would say so. Yeah, yeah. So that, that was just... Um, Cool, and then that, I guess that was just my way of like saying thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, you know, and, and then also the, they're doing great work with the homeless in Atlanta, and totally. I felt like the money was going to a place that I I cared about. Totally, cool. Yeah. What's up with this uh, three hundred DPI posters Instagram account? Because they reposted the posters that we did together. They're pretty cool. And- so it's this guy. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's this guy. Um, I can't remember his name, but he used to, I guess, be on be on the road with uh, I think Queens of the Stone Age or a couple big bands, and basically he has like a huge inventory of posters from working through all these different, you know, uh, merchandising agencies throughout the years. So man, he has like a plethora. I, I'm talking like Ken Taylor, all all the big poster names. He, he's got you know, stacks. So he's like a collector, totally. And he has a big badass scanner. <laughs> so that makes him pretty oh, cool. Gotcha. So like, so what I did was I sent him a tube of just 
a bunch of stuff that I had printed. He puts it through his flatbed scanner. He's able to do those cool little videos where he can zoom in on certain little details and, and things like that. Um, it, it's a really cool account. He started it not too long ago, and it's really picking up picking up pace. Okay, cool. Like he had tagged me and tagged you, Backside Press, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and was like, "Congrats, Larry! You're one of the 50." And I was like, the 50, what, what what is this? And then, and then there was like, he was tagging like other artists or other, uh, I think he was just basically saying that, yeah, that I was like the 50th contributor to the account basically. Um, Okay. Because other big printers that I look up to have been giving them stuff for a long, long time. Um, yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. Like for me as someone who sits in front of a computer all day and and draws Mm -hmm. and like, it's been years since I've actually pulled a screen myself to even have something that like is on an account like that for like real heads. Like I I feel like that's pretty cool. And I bet it pulled some follow your way that like you, you wouldn't normally get, you know what I mean? Then people are kind of looking at your stuff that that wouldn't normally look at it, you know? Yeah, like who's who the hell is this dude that that only draws in CMYK? <laughs> I, I feel man, I feel so bad. I don't know the guy's name. I don't want to be rude and, and look it up. But um, yeah, he even said in like a DM back and forth, he was like, "Yeah, this print makes me want to be a sneakerhead." Talking about your the print. That oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, you know that I'm a big sneakerhead. Totally, totally. But you're also into sneakers, but like. So that you can skate them because you, you're, you're, you're a huge Nike SB fan. But I, I, you're, you're I like the SBs. A, you're more of a blazer guy though, right? I am, I am. But if I would have gotten a hold of um, the dead shoes, I'm sorry. I, I would I would have probably had to skate them. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't skated dunks in a while, but I, I've seen what your grip tape looks like after you put some of that yellow or green or blue fuzz all over it. It looks kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if I had been able to score a pair of the Grateful Dead dunks, I would, I would wear them all the time. I, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I'm not usually one to just like sit on something. I have a few pairs that I've never worn before, but those I would definitely wear. They're just so fun and weird. Like I would, I would enjoy being able to wear them. It looked cool. I, I saw some little promo video with like Alyssa Steamer and a few people like skating on the street, doing three flips and them and everything, and they, they look cool. I, I'm not one to wear flashy shoes, but you know they, they look cool. Too bad our our plug didn't come through on that know, pair, man. but maybe the next one. I'm working on a man. few others, man. Like cop this date. is the, it's all on cop date now, apparently. It, it's it's no secret that like if you have a plug that like that's really how you get on. Exactly, um, it's who you know. It's just like so, the design uh, game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. How, how it did really you get is. that? How'd you get that good sign painting job? How'd you get that good print job? How'd you get that good design job? Uh, who, who it totally you know? is like the whole world is who you know totally man totally, totally. um but yeah I'm, I'm working on some nike sb plugs uh you know it, it, I'm, I'm working running the long game here yeah man that's how it is man it's totally how it is so what what's going on with this like tony hawk thing oh man you don't know about it no so they they're re-releasing or not re-releasing but uh basically they didn't change a damn thing about the game they just updated the graphics and the players, and they're gonna re-release it. Oh, for like PlayStation, Xbox. Yeah, yeah. So, is that what you're gonna be doing for the next several weeks of your life? Hell no! I mean, I run a business, but it'll be for the next, you know, like 
maybe night or two if my wife will let me. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Either that or sneak, that. It, sneak that. it in the, in the early hours in the, in the morning, you know? I just don't have time for video games, man. Yeah. I try. I mean, they're I they're try. my only thing. They're my, like, I, she watches Selling Sunset and, you know, all this other trash TV. And I, you know, she tries to get me to sit there and watch it. And I'll just pull out my little field notes and draw butts. You know, I just can't. I can't get into get into the trash, you know. And then luckily, my friend who gave us the uh, the Disney Disney Plus account just canceled it. So that that's fine. oh man. So she's going to be what, off of what that. What is the what is this backstory about? No pun intended, but or pun intended. What is the backstory about sitting around drawing butts and then naming your company Backside Press? Well, the butts kind of came. I would say kind of after. I mean, I was Backside Press kind of came from skateboarding. You know, Skateboarding and then plus, you know, being a screen printer, you're always on the backside of the industry of, of everything. Um, and that's what I kind of learned from being in, in this in this world is, you know, like that's how I got to meet Aaron Draplin. That's how I got to meet uh, Shepard Ferry and a lot of my idols was just, you know, pulling screens, which it, it sounds so, you know, you know, blue collar or whatever you want to call it. But, you know, I basically made a name for myself by just hustling and and i've worked through danger press i worked through mama sauce worked through henry and you, co henry and co yeah you you're a henry and co vet yeah yeah um yeah they're uh they're still great to me i i would use them for anything that i would need locally so the butts just kind of <laughs> became like a thing and now you, know, you just draw butts all day yeah i mean it was just i drew a couple and they were funny and i don't draw them all day but yeah sometimes i'll throw them in there and then, Whose uh, idea was it to like turn that into like a logo of a toilet paper roll, and then <laughs> and then and then like printing your boxes with like a guy sitting there taking a dump? That, like, that, what's that's all, what's kinda, all this? <laughs> that's all just playing around with with my friends, man. Um, I'm I'm good friends with Matt Lunig, and uh, he he just came up with that image. I, I told him that I was a huge fan of of R. Crumb. You know, and, and just oh, to do, it looks just like that, yeah, exactly. And, and so, just to take you know my humor, my like kind of you know witty humor, and run with it like that, and do that, and then methane did the same thing. I mean, they basically did an illustration for me that was a upside down butt that was farting out my name. You know, like a heart. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, a heart that was farting out your name. You know, so man. Yeah, I don't know. I just I wanted when I when I started this brand. I mean, everyone seems to be so serious about everything, and I'm really serious. Don't get me wrong; I'm very serious about printing. And when I get your work on press and anyone's work on press, you know, obviously I I really I, I take attention to detail. But um, you know, with my brand, I just kind of wanted it to be free and open because I wanted it to be fun like that. Because you know, as as a person who doesn't get to do as much as done as I'd like to, I always want to throw something in there that. I'm into that's changing, you know, like one day I want something look sign paintery and one day I want something that looks like a lowbrow illustration. Yeah. Do you get weird comments or have you ever gotten weird comments? People come into your shop and they're like, what's with, what's with all these farting images? (laughs) I I have, I've got a a neighbor behind me, which I know she's not going to probably ever listen to this. I can probably say, say about it, but she's a, she's an artist who's writing space by me. And uh, yeah, she, I gave her a flyer for when I opened one time and it, it had a dude with his butt crack hanging out and it said, um, live beer, cool shit. It was just something kind of stupid like that. And, and she just kind of looked at it and then looked back at me and she's just like, 
cool shit. You know, and like said it was just like <laughs> such a, like a crass, you know, to her yeah. voice. And it was, it was kind of judgy. Totally. Totally. Uh, well, you don't want her at your party anyway. Yeah. And you don't want her to be a client either. She didn't show up and she hasn't been a client. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Have you printed anything like kind of non-traditional during this COVID era, like have you have you done like masks or bandanas or anything like that? I have. Um, probably the one that hit closest to home was the local, the closest brewery to me. Um, the Lost Druid came and asked me to print signs for them that basically, I can't remember the exact verbiage, Larry, but it was like it was basically telling you that you know if you walk into this restaurant, you're giving up all your rights to, you know, your health. <laughs> That if you can track COVID nineteen, that you cannot sue this establishment. Um, yeah, yeah, I've I've seen those at, at places. I, I know, I know, but it was just kind of a, a hard thing, especially as a screen printer, I, and, and it was an odd thing too. And I, I think that she didn't really understand what I did at the time when she came in and asked me to do something like that. And she asked for ten, you know, eleven by seventeen posters that you know this legal text, which you should have gone to like FedEx. You, you know what I'm saying? Which is like. Why did you go to yeah. your local screen printer for that? So I ended up doing it for like beer trade. Um, but Oh, that's fair, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. But still, it was just one of those things, like I said, why it hit, hit so home was because like it stained my screen. So now every time I, I see this screen, it's stained with this like COVID text, which is like, <laughs> damn, your screen's, dude. Your screen's it, got like, the COVID, bro. Man, it's like once we get, if we ever get through this shit, I'm just going to cut that motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> so are is it because you had to print like black ink yeah and, well and it was that's just what yeah, stained the screen. yeah and i think i was lazy that day and didn't clean it instantly you're just exhausted after like doing the job totally i, I, I would be i'd be exhausted mentally from thinking about it i'm exhausted after all of this shit lately and then these hundred degree days that my warehouse turns into and you know you have no ac and it's 92 degrees outside Keeps you trim though. It does, man. Keeps you fit and slim. You know. Yeah. You stay no hydrated. AC in the warehouse in a Georgia summer. Oof, it is God. rough, man. It is rough. What kind of music are you blasting when you're uh, printing? Man, I'm. I, I like harder, harder, harder music. So I, I definitely listen to like, man, Gate Creeper is probably the thing I listen to the most. Uh, then I listen to, oddly, a lot of. OCs, which is kind of like funk, uh, punky, you know, psych rock, you know, a lot of things that don't have a lot of lyrics. Um, when the presses are running, you know what I mean? It's loud in there, right? It's loud and the air compressor's going and, and everything. So you need it, something it, like even louder than that. Totally, totally. And so, but I mean, it can go all over the gamut. I mean, the other day when you were in, I was listening to Dead & Co. So, I mean, it's just like, it, it all depends. But, like like I said, the lyrics really, really interfere with, like, what I'm doing. And I don't, I don't really want to hear someone. Now, sometimes I'll listen to a podcast, but I'll have to be, like, doing pre-press or mixing ink or, or something like that. If, if I'm, like, really intent and I'm on the press, like, I, I, can't, I can't be focused on what I'm doing and then hear a lot of lyrics in the background. It's just, it's too too confusing and i think that's why it's kind of like me yeah yeah yeah. i think that's why i like darker music it's just you can't understand what they're saying half the time 
so I really kind of hone out the part of it, and I just kind of like the. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great sound bite. Yeah, I'm gonna use it. Uh, Cool. On the subject of Dead and Co, like you have printed some pretty cool Dead and Co slash Bob Weir related stuff, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I did want to talk about like some of the gig posters that you have done in the past. Like, I mean. Cool. You print for Dave Matthews Band, right? Yeah. And, uh, well, I, I used to print a shit ton for him, but yeah, I, I have printed a lot for him in the past, yeah. I know how like rabid the collectors are for the Grateful Dead universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like Dave Matthews Band poster collectors are just as crazy, if not more crazy, right? It, it, it gets pretty wild. And the, um, and the, I guess the addition size would be the thing that would be the alarming thing. And yeah, they've had some runs. And, and I'm talking, these aren't like a show run, but they've had like generic posters. Well, they'll, they'll make 2,500 of them. Man. And so that, what, that, and they're selling lot. it for like 60 bucks a pop. Who knows? I, you know, I, I don't want to get too caught up in that math. It'll make my mind explode for what I charge them and then what they, they make off of my sweat. Sure, sure. But, I hear that. But yeah, no, I mean, all, all said and done, I mean, you know, I, I'm just laying ink down on paper and they're turning around and doing the hard part, you know, making inventory and selling it. But yeah, I mean, they're they're making a lot of money off of those posters. I don't envy the job of like a merchandise director guy. No. no. But at the same time, like I wish they would be a little bit cooler and kind of like be open-minded about creativity and doing cooler merch in general. Cause like a lot of times you'll go to say like smashing pumpkins.com or blink one eighty two.com. And you'll be like, this merch is terrible. Yeah. From what I've heard, it, it has a lot to do with, and this is just from what I've heard, it has nothing to do with any of the bands I've worked with, but it's just that it comes down to who gets that job and then what their personal taste is. And just that's kind of like what we were talking about earlier, who you know. So some, somebody somebody knew somebody in that band and got that job, and now now they're in control of what their, what their T-shirts look like now. And, and you and I might not enjoy it, but they do. And they're pulling that that trigger. That would suck if they weren't even fans. I know. And they were deciding what the shirts look like. You know that that that's like a kind of sucking all the soul out of uh, what a fan would want to totally. actually wear on their body. But I mean, you and I both, as like you know, people with design sense, we've definitely gone to things before and seen things and been like, oh man, like especially with like local bands. I've I've definitely seen bands at the Earl in the past. Those are awesome. And then turn around and look at their logo and be like, what the hell happened here? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Somebody's buddy did it. Exactly. Exactly. That was a back scratcher. It depends on if you value design or you you, you see like what it can do um, for your numbers. Totally. Let's talk about shipping. Oh, man. So as like a small business guy, and I'm sure like you felt this too. Even when you and I worked together and we did this BS Editions thing, you know, I, I had a few issues with, with FedEx, but, you know, recently, I mean, good Lord. Everything's been on delay for me. <sighs> like, everything from USPS is, like, at least three days late to me, and then FedEx could be longer. Like, there's, like, this purgatory warehouse in Norcross that just can't... <laughs> that they they just cannot get stuff in and out of there. Like... I've read horror stories of people like 
for weeks at a time have 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 their businesses like totally crippled by me too man fedex ground me too um yeah i really and and the same thing with usps i mean it's kind of it sucks right now especially for for those workers and everything and that's why there's a piece that i'm going to be working on soon with with matt and uh we're going to do like a little promo piece to kind of i don't know give some kind of money back or help push what what we can for usps to help out our local postman because shit as small business guys i mean could you imagine sending a check to me and said instead of paypal or something like that and it costing you you know uh, seven eight bucks to send me a check in the mail versus like a few cents you know like to me that just doesn't make any sense at all you know it sent you a cent <laughs> yeah the, it, it is really convenient now to be like yo brandon I'm thinking about running this job and you're like, cool, Venmo me. And I, and then I can shoot you money like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. like right then. That's our modern technologies, but you know, I love that. But then, then you've got like FedEx over here. They're like, well, everyone's ordering stuff online. They blame everything on COVID. And I'm like, yo, well, UPS isn't having this problem. <laughs> know, they they figured it out. Like what, what's going on with y'all? I know. I don't know. It's just frustrating, especially for someone who like depends on those guys to deliver paper and supplies to me on a daily basis, so I can get jobs done for people like you. It's really it, it hits me in the pocket. So, are you waiting on uh, supplies right now? No, nah, actually, I'm lucky. Everything showed up in the past couple of days, so I'm good to go. I'm flying. I've got like a a few jobs to get knocked out in the next couple of weeks. A lot of people are hitting me cool. up oddly for like wedding invites, and then a good friend of mine from Florida, a really good designer, uh, Stephen Fessy, is in an art show and has this really cool piece. Wants me to to print on for him, and he's he's always got like some wild design. So I'm looking forward to it. it it's going to be wild. It'll be on like that crazy paper that I was showing you at the shop that I did a print on for you, the holographic rainbow foil stuff. Oh yeah, that 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 paper's so cool. It it reminds me of like the stickers you used to get out of a gumball machine or something. Totally, it's like that's this, exactly like, what they're going for. This iridescent holographic paper. Um, I posted that on my Instagram stories, uh-huh. and so many people hit me up and they're like, "Yo, how can I get that? Is that coming <laughs> out?" And I'm like, "Chill, it's just like." Brandon just made me a one of yeah. one. It's, that's for edition, me. Yeah, one thousand a piece. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that one's for me. That was just a test print from the shop. Yeah. But yeah. what what I am excited about is some of your new capabilities to be able to run like some long sleeve tees and and totally. to do like more wearable merch uh, together. Like, yeah, man. It's just got my wheels spinning. So what what are what are some of the cool things you're looking forward to doing with that stuff? A lot. I mean, I, I really, to be honest with you, I didn't think that I would be stepping into any kind of textile work until recently. And then, you know, I, I'm buying the, an oven and a four color press and, you know, just changing a few little things to my shop layout. It's going to like kind of throw a lot of things around. And yeah, I just did a did a run of some discharge shirts for some friends who run a hot dog stand down the street. It turned out awesome. And um, I've got a friend, uh, Nathan Devell. It goes by uh, quality hand jobs. Is coming up with is <laughs> coming up with a really cool uh, design for my brand uh, based on the copper tone baby. Uh, you know, like the like with the yeah. dog pulling down the pants. So yeah, like, you can see her butt. So that like, more butts. 
more butts man obsessed with butts have you seen the the wop video yeah um i've seen it through the internet i've seen i've seen it in clips and and pieces well, we were talking about butts, so I just had to, I had to bring that up. There's butts all over that. There's butts the, all over that. There's some pieces of like uh, mainstream culture, like the WAP video, that I don't even go to the source and I don't consume it that way. I just consume it through what people are saying on social media and the memes. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, I've had enough. I get it. Yeah, I think like yeah. that's a lot of uh, Drake videos too, or anything Drake does is I just consume it through the memes. Totally. And I, I never go and like, I got to go watch this video. Like, honestly, do not care. You've already seen it by the time you've seen five memes, you know. It's like, what do I need to know about the memes so that I can make <laughs> my own memes based on this? Right. That's yeah. all I need to know. Like, I want to stay up on the cultural yeah. uh, relevance, but I don't really care about the, the, na- the real content. Totally. Yeah, my wife just showed it to me one night. She's like, this is going to blow your little white mind, you know. <laughs> so yeah i was going to talk to you about like procreate designers like people that are just making stuff and procreate like how you feel about that i mean you're you're kind of like of the same age coming that i am and i work a lot of analog when i work in design and i don't know yeah I, i mean i don't see you as a person who's like making everything that you're doing on an ipad no, I, I definitely not. I, I'm traditionally taught right in Adobe Creative Suite and some of the older programs uh, there. You know, I went to design school for a reason, and that's not to talk trash about people that do procreate because like I, th- I see its benefits, right? Like I talk to totally, some of my friends totally. that, that use it, and it's really great for achieving like that style or doing like quick choppy animations or making stuff look all like pen blobby and uh, Mm -hmm. not exact. Like you don't need those vectors to be clean, I guess. Yeah. But I don't see how you're building million dollar brands with Procreate doodles. It's a great skill, but if that's like 90% of your work, it's kind of disappointing. Yeah, I feel the same way. And I mean, the only reason I really even ask is from like the technical perspective, because on the printing side, dealing with files that are coming from Procreate can be such a hassle. I can and only imagine how janky that stuff comes out. Man, I mean, like, I'm not calling any designers out, but, like, I've seen a lot of people that, that use it to do 100% of their lettering, and then they'll throw their lettering in Illustrator and just live trace it, you know? And Why bother? <laughs> exactly. You know, and it, it's just like, ugh. Dude, I don't live trace, man. I hope I, not. I, <laughs> I, would, I would hope not. I use live trace like once a year in the most dire circumstance where yeah. I like it's like I don't have access to this file any other way and I just don't have time. Yeah. And then I'll be like, let's just live trace this and see what happens. I'm like, but yeah, I, I live trace a lot of people's stuff all the time. Don't say that, man. I just, I just big timed you. Man, or I, don't, I big, don't give me I just that. Big I mean, up like, you. No, I'm serious. Like when someone gives me like a text file, I'm not talking about your poster, your gig poster, or your fine art piece. I'm talking like you know you're you're giving me a little piece of art to print on a bag or your T-shirt or something like that, and your text is trash. 
I'm not going to take the time to call you back and be like, hey, you forgot to outline your file and things like that when I can just quickly do it myself. You know, as long as it comes out somewhat clean, I guess. Most but, of the time it's coming out cleaner than anything that they're seeing, you know. So. Yeah. Well, there's that. There's this whole trend, too, of people that like work in Procreate or, or, or draw something and scan it, whatever they do. And they, they're really meticulous about creating the art. And yeah, then they yeah. throw it into Photoshop and just like screw it all up with oh, like yeah. textures and distress. Yeah. And like and now the big thing for designers to do to impress each other is to like mess stuff up. It's like, how did you do that? How did well, you do it's that? It's those beat tone brushes, man. You know? Yeah. It, and it's so funny because as soon as all these trends started happening, everyone's just like, how are you doing these dot patterns? How are you doing these dot patterns? And I just look at them all like, you mean half tones? Yeah. How it's do you like, do half tones? It's like, this is a very simple process. It's, it comes from outputting an image, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm a OG in that I did learn about half tones when I was screen printing Yeah. at first, you know, I'm obsessed with it. I, I do use it, but. I know where it came from. It's not just like a, a filter I drop onto stuff, you know. Totally, totally. And if you, if you really trust your printer and you know exactly how you want your halftones to look like, you can set everything to the grayscale of exactly what you want it to look like and just tell them the LPI and then run run with it. LPI? What's that? Uh, it's the lines per screen. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah. Damn, that's that's really intense. Yeah. And then, but then you have those other designers. I probably fall in this category where I'm like, "Yo, halftone this and print it," and then you'll hit me back and be like, "There's more a pattern all over it," and I'll be like, "Cool." <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I yeah, embrace yeah. the more <laughs> No, I mean, like when I was in college, I used to be the same way. But I mean, now when I'm doing a CMYK, I have to like, I have to make it perfect, you know. You know, when, when like when you're doing your stuff, which is like a stylized seem like hey, it doesn't matter, you know, but I'm talking like full on, you know, crazy, you know, 65 LPI, you know, super, super high mesh screens, dots over dots. You got to make sure it looks right. You mentioned that you, you met Aaron Draplin once. I did. I did a long time ago. And I told him that I screwed up a run of prints for him when I was at Mama Sauce. And he was really cool about it. I met he him was at cool. the, yeah, <laughs> met him at MondoCon. He was he was really cool. He knew was he, that? he knew Jason Henry. Like him and Jason Henry like went way back. He gave him like Jason Jason Henry gave him like what do you like, I would say like an OG hug, which you know everybody misses now because of COVID. But like yeah. he, he went in for the handshake and Draplin like and, pulled it pull him in for the hug. And you, you know, oh, Jason, man, I could so imagine, like, <laughs> I could, I could imagine Aaron Draplin trying to give me a bear hug. I'd be like, bro, you yeah. swallowing me right I, now. Exactly. You're a big dude. You're yeah. a big dude. Yeah. He's, he's got a big old bear claw, man. That's hilarious. Now Draplin's not nice from, guy. he's not from ATL, but he's tight with so many people from ATL. Man, yeah. He knows a lot of people over here. What's up with that? I have no idea. <laughs> it's just like a lot of, a lot no of people idea. printing well, doing good work here. Yeah, I mean, like he runs in that little poster scene, that little poster realm, like flat stock and you know, Mondo and all that. So, imagine and, being, imagine being Aaron Draplin and having this like cool style, and then having everyone bite you everywhere you go, every city you look up at, and there's just like people biting your style on freaking everything. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. 
that, that, that just would, must eat him up, man. Uh, that would that would really really suck. It would make me want to probably reach out to the people that were doing <laughs> doing that. I mean, but you could, it would be impossible to reach out to all of them because there's so yeah. many people biting Draplin. Wait, if you're you could just block them all on Instagram, then they can't see. <laughs> so they can't <laughs> they see, can't your see what anymore. you're making. You know what I mean? And I mean, I guess that's like <laughs> the the cold hard of make your shit private. You know, that's funny. I. I, speaking of making it private, I, I started a Pinterest account yeah. uh, maybe like six weeks ago. And all of my boards are private. Because I don't want anyone to see what I'm like vibing on. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you vibing that, on? What am I vibing on? <laughs> I, usually make, I usually make pin boards for like uh, branding projects I'm making. Okay. So like I'll find like thematic things or colored things and it... It won't not necessarily make any sense, but to me it will. It'll remind me of like a color I need to sample or like a line weight that I liked or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll pin stuff there. I started a new pin board the other day, which is just um, sneaker colorways I like. So it's not necessarily a model or a particular shoe, but if I come across like a sneaker where I'm like, yo, that I've never seen that color palette on a shoe before, then I'll pin it to this private board it's just for me though i don't know what yeah. i'm going to use it for but like i guess it's my uh, personal reference place because all my other references used to live just on a computer in like a like heart, in, in like a, a folder yeah yeah, yeah. see I, I'm, I'm that way i just I, I save everything in a file and put it somewhere i don't know with, with the yeah. pinterest stuff i think just from doing so much work with people in the past where they just send me a link to their Pinterest folder. I'm like, Oh man, I gotta stay so far away from this app. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's definitely, I, I use it, um, in moderation. In moderation. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Cause like I talked about this with Bart Sasso when he was on, but like Pinterest starts to become like a human centipede of itself. You know, it's like the same content gets reposted and regurgitated by everyone's stuff. And then, then that becomes like, the style that everyone does for a few years. Yeah. I used to and see just, that when I was on dribble a lot, you would just pull up like the dribble homepage and see, you know, everyone's stuff that they would just pick off a of one guy. And then like that style would just regurgitate through 20. Are you a dribble design. dude? I used to be not anymore, man. Not anymore. I'm too focused on backside press. I feel like dribble is like its own it's Styled. it's a realm. It's a realm, yeah. man. Yeah. But know. everyone kind of like like when you say dribble, I can see it in my in my head. Like what what the stuff looks like on there. The color palette and everything. Yeah. yeah. The, the line weight. Totally. What? Well, <laughs> no, I've got, I've got, I've got like... friends who are like heroes in it, basically. And I've even went to went to college with a few that like basically made their name to fame from from dribble. Yeah, Is our is our mutual friend Ron Lewis one of those kings of dribble? He's pretty good at it, yeah. He's pretty good at it. Huh. I gotta look up his page. Yeah. You printed um, some cool, weird t-shirts for me in the past. Yeah. yeah that yeah. say Her Blue Ballon on them. Totally. That yeah. was when you yeah we were talking earlier about a you know half toning a file and I was just, you just kind of that was one where I think you just gave me the photo and you're like yeah just do what you want you know yeah but it, <laughs> it turned out thing. good. Yeah, I it was it was Herb Lou Ballin, um, one of the type kings of of American design. Totally. And his name is Herb, so I just wrote his name out in pot leaf font that I yep. downloaded from the internet for free. 
and then weed um, green printed in weed green yeah. and i photoshopped a joint into his mouth just to like yeah. sell it <laughs> it's just it so sell the point i still and, have a, a piece of wood that we printed it or i printed it on we did those, those oh really things. yeah that's awesome i i would say that 99% of the people that see that design have no idea. No idea. <laughs> but then every once in a while, there'll be that one person that is like, Give you that. that is amazing. But yeah. it has to be like the person that, number one, has a sense of humor. Number yeah. two, knows design. who Herb Blue Ballon is. Yeah. And number three is like kind of a pothead. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you you totally. have to have that person. Totally. <laughs> I'm, all about a, I'm all about a niche meme. <laughs> yeah, niche meme. So yeah, I mean, you you brought this something up to me the other day, which I thought was kind of interesting. We were talking about you know when I was stepping into doing more textile work because I mean I, I majorly like basically just do poster work, and I, I have a background in doing textile, of course, or I wouldn't have stepped into it. But um, yeah, we you and I were just having the discussion of you know like the water based feel on a t shirt versus like discharge feel and plastisol and and you brought up you know uh I really enjoy an old aged plastisol and, and you know being a guy like kind of like an older aged skate era dude i I kind of feel the same way, but in certain pieces, I kind of like you know water based and a soft feel and uh, so I think that that's why I wanted to bring up you know screen printing in sports because I always feel like every piece i've ever gotten at sports memorabilia is printed the cheapest way possible and it's like the thickest ink and it's it's always made you know like rush and fast you know even if it's in this i'm not, I'm not, I'm not talking about out the state i'm talking like in the stadium pieces you know yeah just plastisol inks yeah i mean yeah, I'm a, I'm more of an old school dude, and I love a crumbly plastisol print. After a few years of wearing and washing, um, that's like goals for me. Yeah. But I realize that sometimes people just don't want to wear that, especially if you're gonna be out skateboarding, totally, and, or or playing pickup soccer somewhere. You don't want this like heat patch making you sweat so even more than you you would. So a softer feel, softer print is preferred in some instances i don't know i just think that like even when it goes into soccer in, in places like that you know like why why are they using you know big old heat transfer pieces for the backs i mean i i get that you know it's quick and it's easy for for polyester and things like that but i mean couldn't they use something a little more breathable that like wouldn't i don't know i just feel like even even though you're wearing that nice piece of fabric that that huge number on the back is still the same way. It's it's blocking. So you're you're so talking about blocking. like like Atlanta United, like even the players on the pitch, like those numbers are just heat pressed. Totally, like foil, man. I mean, plasticky well, foil. They're yeah. made through plastisol. They're they're made from silk screening on a piece of paper, and then that's heat pressed onto that shirt. And, and, yeah. and so, like in that instance, like where you're sweating on your back, that's gonna stick right to it. Yeah, and that's something that's kind of a newer thing that's happened in sports over the last five to ten years. Yeah. Before that, everyone was like, I want the heavy tackle twill sewn numbers, sewn totally, letters. Totally, which was even thicker. Yeah, and that was like from a fan standpoint, you're, you're getting quality. Totally. But totally. then it, imagine being a player just like wearing like wool pajamas out oh, on the man. field. That would suck. 
I just wish yeah. they would come up with a cool fabric where it could be like something that could be almost dyed, like almost like discharged, printed out of the, the, the screen, like out of the, of the fabric and worn that way, you know? Yeah. Probably be yeah, easier to wear as a player. I don't know. But also, I don't, I'm not playing anymore. <laughs> The, I guess the another pro of doing it the way they do it now is that the equipment manager can like quickly make totally, a new jersey, totally. right, with the heat yeah. press. But yeah, you're right; it doesn't breathe that well. Yeah. Well, they could just hire silk screeners for every shop, you know, and then that'd help out the industry. Yeah. That, so every <laughs> team would have a on have hand a local silk screen printer. Yeah. No, totally. no, you would you would have a shop in the stadium, dude. Totally. Totally. No, I, when I was at Flatstock, I met a guy who works for Nike. He's Nike's screen printer, and he's cool as shit, man. He, like uh, he he works for Nike at Nike. That's his, that's his like day job. I can't give too much other out. Wow. He, just, like, he like he's he works for Nike's print shop, and they they have him like basically a shop like mine, where they furnished all the equipment, and he shows up every day, and they have like a project for him somehow. Some some person in creative has some little like print job for him, you know. That's cool. I love that. Oh, hell and, yeah. Hell yeah. And he gets to do his own stuff on the side. Hell yeah. He's I got love a dream the, job. I love the idea of of having an in-house screen printing department. Right? Facebook's then, got one. Yeah, totally. Because then I can be like, yo, I'm not sure how this is going to render or how yeah. this might show up. I'd love to work with a printer on making this the best it could be. Or just dreaming of some crazy like split flood thing. Yeah. And making test prints like right there on site. Well, it's, it's good to have weird, that relationship. Man. Yeah, totally. It's good to have that relationship. Man, so. that's a dream job. Totally. I was going to ask you, since we were talking about skating earlier, what's your favorite like skate logo? Do you have any that you favorite like? skate logo? Because, yeah, I mean, man. you're such a you know, graphic design guy. So, well, when I was a kid, I, I really liked hookups. Well, I mean, of course. A, they had all those like crazy anime illustrations, um, so that was like interesting. Um, man, logos that come to mind, like Toy Machine. That's iconic. I love their branding with just like that little devil guy. Um, yeah. Spitfire has a really iconic logo. Um, some of the old Tony Hawk graphics, like the some board of the old graphics. ones. Yeah, the older ones. Yeah. yeah. Um, Birdhouse. Yeah. I loved that stuff. Um, Girl always had iconic stuff. Hell yeah! Girl, chocolate, four star. Am I yeah. cor- am I correct? And yeah, that? it's in, been a while in, since. In, I... in the group, the podium group. Yeah. yeah. Oh, another brand I used to rock with was Lakai. Oh hell yeah, hell yeah! They you made know some that, great shoes. You know that Tony Hawk was on Lakai for a minute. Really? Yeah, his son's still oh on him. Yeah, man, I got to go check that out. Like there was a point in time in my life where I took a break from wearing Nikes and I wore like Chuck Taylors and um, skateboarding shoes like really? Etnies and things like that. And I remember Lakai came out. Etnies is making a comeback. To... Yeah, I've so, seen them on people lately. So yeah. is DC. DC is another one that's like kind of coming back out of nowhere. It's kind of funny. It's like these brands. Like chunky like... DCs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the. the... Yeah. I used to be into that shit, to be honest with you, dude. The Jinkos and then the puffy shoes. Like, that was my... <laughs> you got to dig up an old photo. Dude, I, I will. I will. 
But yeah, man, I, yeah, I used I, to love big old fat kick flips and heel flips and those, you know, Osiris V3s. That's me all day. That was the aesthetic back then. It was. It was. And it slowly changed to tighter pants and the shoes got slimmer and then everything's kind of going backwards. It's kind of funny because, like, nowadays every skater I see wears dickies that they've chopped off into capris. You know, and, and, so we're and back tall, on tall that. Sock. Yeah, exactly. You're wearing you're wearing bigger pants, you know, and so, like so. Ska's coming back. Ska, yeah, totally. Ska will be back. Totally, <laughs> I can man. see that. I remember there was a time when yeah, like the chunky DCs were fading out, and then like everyone was dressing like they were in like an emo hardcore band. Yep, and, yep. and wearing like a lot of zero and man, Macbeth and shit like that. I think I had my uh, hair highlighted at that, at that point. Uh, I would say skateboarding has definitely been a style barometer my whole life. Oh, yeah. I always looked yeah, at, yeah. I, like, what are the skaters wearing? You know, at one point I would, would have called myself a skater. If I tried to skate now, I would be a poser. Wow. But, but, but I, you know, you always look to what skate is doing. I think that totally, they're just totally. like on the, on the edge of, of whatever trend is happening. Well, that, that's my only connection to the, the sneaker head industry is um, from skating. I mean, I, I've skated for, forever, really. And when I was younger, I used to work for Ambush. And I worked in the warehouse for a long time. And before I even got into Nike, SB, and Shoes, I was working there just as like a little skate rat, getting paid minimum wage. But then you would get 40% off at the shop. So like, yeah, yeah, so I mean, of course, so like you're you're getting paid, you know, seven bucks an hour or something like that, but you need a new board. So you go get it, you know, from Stormy. And was this the ambush on Barrett Parkway? Yeah, yeah. Well, they had a warehouse back where the FedEx warehouses were and I worked for them and they had three different websites, uh, buy skate shoes, buy wake and buy snow. And I I did like order fulfillment for for them and and returns, which returns were horrible because you had to deal with angry moms being like. They shoot it and fit my son, you know. Oh, I know the feeling from running We Are the Process for <sighs> many years. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. My, my favorite is people go, I bought this shirt and it's too small. And I'm like, how did you buy the wrong size t-shirt? Exactly. Like, exactly. How, I mean, like you, how many t-shirts do you already own? Like, Did how you did think you that this one size? was going to shrink a lot differently than every other shirt that you had that was a small, you know? It's freaking Gildan. All right. <sighs> Like I, all the other, was, just like all the yeah. other shirts in your closet, <laughs> <laughs> all the other cheap boys. <laughs> yeah, no, I like I like Gildan. I, I do like too. that's I my do aesthetic. Too. I do too. Um, um, my wife is. It's sad to say that my wife has got me hooked on like the comfort colors. The only thing I don't like about those is just the weird colors they come in. Because yeah, yeah. all that, it's like weird pastelly frat fraternity sort yeah, like color pistachio. <laughs> yeah, watermelon pink. You know, like yeah, all that's like, trash. But I just mean, give the me fit, a black shirt, bro. The fit's good. <laughs> yeah, totally. But other than that, I mean, if you're paying for the shipping and you're ordering quantity, I go for all style all day because they have the good thick collar, long sleeve, short sleeve. Can't go wrong. Cheap, cheap price. Yeah, when I was when we were doing We Are the Process, all style was like the blank to get. Yeah, yeah. I remember one time we were doing a run of shirts and we wanted to get like I don't know, probably like forty eight to seventy two like purple shirts. Mm-hmm. And we went to the all style warehouse, triple A, and we were like, Yeah, we want seventy two of these uh purple 
shirts and the the woman at the warehouse goes, "Oh no, you can't get those. They're all gone because the Lakers are in the playoffs." <laughs> the Lakers bought them all. I was like, "Are you kidding me, dude?" No, she's very serious, man. This shit happens all the time, man. All the time. I mean, I'll I'll be in the middle of like buying shirts for somebody and like quote out a job. And then, you know, like look and see inventories there and then go back and check later. And inventory will be trashed. And I'll be like, what the fuck happened? And then you'll look and you'll be like, I don't know, some team in the Midwest won and they ordered all the green shirts. It's wild. It's wild. It is, man. What what I would think about is like, I've never worked for one of these shops and I hope to God I never do. But because that would mean I would sell my soul and my shop and do this. But one of those shops that literally is like, you know, it's the Super Bowl. It's like the the end of the third quarter, you know. Oh, they, they just start printing stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. It's like championship shirts. They're yeah. gonna print. They're gonna print both teams, no matter what, and they're gonna print yeah. hundreds of them because they've got to be ready as soon as those gates open to be selling mm-hmm. those shirts. So like, you, you you're gonna trash a few hundred shirts, and you're gonna you're gonna kill it with another few hundred shirts. So it's just like yeah. I hate to be like, I would just never want to be in that situation of being like the person on press being like, okay, man, here we go. <laughs> yeah, you know, there was there used to be something to the immediacy of getting the t-shirt with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution newspaper print that said like Braves win. Yeah. Uh, and you could get that like immediately at the same time the newspaper came out. And you're like, how did you guys have the cover art like... So how'd you do that so fast? But Man, now they it makes scanned sense. that shit and they printed it on there before you even yeah. saw it, Larry. <laughs> do you know what we need to do? Um, we need to bootleg the AJC cover of Atlanta United's uh, championship and make T-shirts of, totally. of just the newspaper. Of That'd be it's cool. Like, there's a I photo bet even people th- would like little poster prints of that. It would be kind of cool, too. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Like I think it's a photo of... Um, Miguel Almiron jumping up on Joseph Martinez's back, and it says, "Oh like, hell yeah!" Like I think yeah. that'd be a cool ass shirt to yeah. wear, and, and but we got to do it in the style of the old Braves. Yeah, shirts. totally. The the half toned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, forgive me, forgive me if I'm wrong, but like Almiron's not with us anymore. He's with no. Newcastle yeah, now, he's, right? He's at Newcastle. Yeah. How's he doing with Nuki Brown? He's doing good, man. Like he he's scoring a lot of goals. I would say Newcastle fans love him. I would, I would bet. Say that the, yeah, the consensus. I would bet. I mean, he's he's a popular guy, you know. It's that smile, man. Man, he's he's yeah, he's intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, it's it's a positive attitude. He works really hard, and he does it with a smile on his face. How can you not like the guy? Yeah, man. Totally. Totally. Speaking of the EBL, what's your like favorite EPL team right now? I don't, I mean, ha- you were, I don't you have were, like, I thought you were like a Chelsea guy at some point. Or no, uh, yeah. my my cousin my cousin is a huge Chelsea guy in Hong Kong. Um, okay. He spent he he did boarding school in England um, oh, and gotcha. became and became a Chelsea fan. So he's like hardcore, like you know wears blue all the time. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a team. I know. I know you like Manchester United and some of our I, mutual. I, I friends. I do, are, but like, but I mean, my, our mutual friends will be super mad at me because I probably haven't watched a game in two years. Man, running a business is hard. <laughs> I get it. I get it, man. No, but I have so many other sports teams in my life. I don't have an EPL team, and if I had to choose like a European team, 
this is the dumbest story. And like uh, thinking about it, I like I just want to clown myself. But I spent a summer in Spain in '97, mm. so I I liked Real Madrid then. They were oh, really yeah, yeah. good. They were really yeah. good. That was before Messi went to Barcelona. Like Real Madrid yeah. was the squad. So I liked them then. And I guess if I had to pick a team, that would be my team. But it's because I spent a summer abroad. You know, yeah, it's like yeah, so yeah. stupid to think about. Um, people in band camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'll be at Elder Tree and overhearing someone else talk about why they like Barcelona because they spent a summer yeah. in Spain. And I'm like, oh, shut up. <laughs> I do not want to hear this. Well, speaking of speaking of Elder Tree, I mean that's kind of like how I met you. Is there are like mutual friends and everything? Yeah, um, shout out to Zach. Totally, man. Yeah. Uh, how how do you like? How are you feeling with like you know now that we're not doing tailgates and and like? Because I mean, I really have missed that. I mean, that's probably part of the reason it's kind of taken me away from wanting to watch the sport as much is just the camaraderie of getting together with friends, you know? Yeah, I mean, I love match day for the fanfare. I mean, watching the game is one thing, which is cool, but, like, I love being around all of my friends from different walks of life, and totally. they're all in the gulch at the same time. Like, that <laughs> know, is the man. coolest thing. The gulch was fun, man. The gulch was a lot of fun. Yeah, so I would say I miss I miss that more than anything. Um, you know, like being at the Elder Tree tailgates or being over at Resurgence or Footy Mob or just like walking around seeing yeah. folks like just not knowing whether or not I'm going to see you. But then seeing you on a Saturday is like yeah. uh, it's a cool thing. Totally. Totally. I mean, I ho- hope something happens to where something like that can start to happen again. Same thing with concerts. I mean. Shit, I yeah, mean, I mean, the whole like the whole like live music industry is just it's hurting non-existent it right hurting. now. It's hurting. Yeah. Um, I've seen like overseas. Have you seen it? The uh, like the mock up of where they did the forget what the name of the band was, but it was over in Europe where they did the the post that were all six feet apart where people could sit in. But then you had to have people that would come up and serve you. You can leave your post. And it, it was just kind of a complicated situation. And then yeah. I've heard about the drive-in situations that they're trying here. And I saw the Flaming Lips did a concert and everyone was like in a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> in a personal bubble. Yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> like makes perfect sense for the Flaming Bobby Lips. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I don't know that I would want to go see like the Bouncing Souls. Yeah, in, yeah. In a bubble, you know. Although yeah, that might be weird. fun. The the pit would be crazy, bro. Yeah, totally. I mean, I just wonder, like, I mean, I guess rest in peace, Guar is it going to do like the same kind of show they're used to? But you know, like the blood spitting Guar and like crazy shows like that. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. you can do it. Um, we just have to wait it out, I guess. Uh, did you see that Smash Mouth? Did a concert and like two hundred people caught COVID from it. <laughs> they did some. They did some like festival. I don't. It was in the Midwest, maybe. Yeah. And there were other '90s alternative bands on the on the ticket. Lit. Like Buck Marcy Cherry. Playground. I don't know. If Marcy Playground Sex was there. Candy. <laughs> yeah, uh, but the f- the the headline was that Smash Mouth does a concert and two hundred people caught COVID. From. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the high school I went to has been like in the national news because they spread COVID and everything. Cherokee High School. Oh wow! Sh- shout yeah. out to your shout high school, out to man. shout out to the 
fucking cherry high school. <laughs> the, the super spreader event. Yeah, First man. day I of mean, school. I mean, I think that that picture at Etowah High School, which I remember playing basketball against Etowah, and, and it's like, you know, all these senior girls out front the first day I saw of school. That. Yeah, 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 it made like national news, which is kind of funny, yeah. man. I don't know. Things are different. Things are so different. I mean, I tell people constantly, like, people inside the perimeter care. People outside the perimeter really don't. It's it's just um, h- how are you wired? What kind of uh, news sources are you? Where are you getting your news from? Totally. And I'm not even saying it's like watching a certain channel. It's just like the people around you. What are they talking about? Yeah, yeah. Well, we we all hold we, we all hold everyone accountable, you know, and like. You know, so if, if we all walk around without masks, then like no one's going to walk around without masks. But if everyone's yeah. walking around with masks and everyone's going to walk around with masks. So, yeah, it's a weird time. But as, as a business owner and uh, as as someone that's creative, I think as long as you can kind of get through this and break even, I think you're going to come out better for it. Totally. totally. You're going you're gonna to be stronger in the long run for sure. Yeah, For sure. I mean, with businesses closing left and right, surviving this is like a monumental feat as it is. Totally, man. And the plus side is everyone is at home. And so like a lot of people want things for their house and I make art. So art that's goes, right. Art goes good in the house. And plus yeah, art goes on your body. So, I mean, you can wear cool T-shirts in your house. You know? <laughs> yeah. So look out for a new piece that i'm gonna do and run at backside press like that's gonna happen totally Um, hoping to get that done before the holidays before halloween let's let's set that let's get it out before halloween yeah you're gonna you're gonna set that date on yourself right now yeah i have to do the art that's the problem (laughs) (laughs) but i will it'll be it'll be dope because i already talked to you about like doing split floods and kind of just doing weird stuff maybe a bootleg piece Maybe a surprise bootleg piece that you can't buy, but you can still win. Somehow. Um, yeah, some, we're going to do some, some weird stuff. Way. Yeah, we'll do some weird stuff. I always like to just do it a little bit different. So we'll do that. Um, anyone you want to shout out? Uh, not really, man. I think I've shouted out all the people that I like. QHJ Design, Quality Hand Jobs. That's been boy. Dear Alphabet. That's another good friend of mine, Dana Harrison. She's another sign painter. Um, All right, Ron Lewis, my homie. Shout out to Ron. Yeah, man. Methane, methane, methane Studios. They've been paying my rent for a long time. Yeah, Methane hey, Studios was those are my, like those are my dudes. super OGs. Those super are my dudes. OGs. All right, and then like those yeah, let's shout out to Zach. Let's. I wonder if he. Yeah, made of, it this course, far. of course, of course, of course. I would. I wouldn't really know you if it wasn't for Zach. So that's true. And Elder Tree. And Elder Tree, although I <laughs> I hear that Elder Tree, the Elder Tree that we know and love, is no longer the same. R.I.P. We'll have to bring Zach on to get the full lowdown on that. So yeah. we'll do we'll do it we'll do it just like an Elder Tree recap pod. Later. Sounds good, man. Sounds cool. Good. Um, where can people find you on social? I'm just at Backside Press, and yeah, reach me out to there. Brandon at BacksidePress.com if you want to email me about a job. All right, Brandon, let's get some posters rolling, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, homie.